Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. All right, so we're we're uh, we're live now, Becky. Um, so so okay. So first off, everybody, this episode one eighty five, Galen Trombley show. We're here with Becky Hippel, Hippel, Hippel. I yes, got that right. Correct. Okay, yep. I, I rolled it quick. I want to make sure, like my head, so I had it right. Um, and so I've been trying to get Becky on for a while. She's we got a, this is gonna be fun. I'm mean, I'm really looking forward to this because I think you are uh, doing something really cool, and I think you are way beyond. Um, just a mobile coffee shop, and I think we're going to talk about maybe potentially some future stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. And you just threw me for a loop because you came in with a coffee uh, tumbler, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, here's water to have with your coffee." She goes, "No, I'm good." And she goes, "I brought my own." I'm like, "No, there's water." And she goes, <laughs> "No, I have water in my mug." So she's repping her brand perfectly. <laughs> um, but Becky, welcome. And for people that do not know you, who the heck are you? I am the owner of High Peaks Brew. And then what is High Peaks Brew? Uh, the little mobile coffee shop that opened up in um, Plattsburgh in 2020. Okay, so, and if anybody has not seen you driving around, it's the big white truck carrying the, the yep. big white camper. Yeah, that's me. Um, and it's kind of like a vintage camper. Yeah, it's a vintage camper, yep. So give us give us the start. How did this happen? Like, how did you become this, this proprietor of this business? Um, basically, so I guess my story starts with when I went to college um, for a year. That was kind of like my plan was to go for four years and graduate and get a job like everyone else kind of <laughs> that's everyone else's plan um but basically I came home that year and um I just decided college wasn't for me so I uh basically I just worked for a year at Banker Orchards um at the end of their season um obviously their seasonal business they ended in December so after that I was like I gotta kind of figure out what I'm gonna do either get another job or start my own business which is kind of like what I had always planned to do mm-hmm. um so yeah I basically I talked to my parents about it um the food truck industry really fascinated me, um, and I love coffee, so I kind of ended up putting two two together. Did a lot of research about it, um, and that March I decided like that's what I was going to do. Um, and my dad said he would help me build it, um, and yeah, kind of went from there. <laughs> so okay, so this is cool. So what? Uh, where did you get like the entrepreneurial spirit? Um, my parents for sure. Um, my dad owns his own business, and my mom owned her own bakery for 18 years. So okay. I've always kind of like grown up with this idea of college is good. Try it. like my dad always encouraged me to try both ends. I think. Yep. Um, so he supported me whether I went to college or if I started my own business. So. Um, so I, I wish we actually had a mobile coffee bar driving by instead of the train <laughs> right now. But um, so yeah, so I, I think it's I, I share. I think I share the love of entrepreneurship with you. I think the uh, the one thing that. I find fascinating is that you you're kind of diving into a it's a unique thing up in the North Country because we don't have a lot of them. There's yeah. a few, you know. I know like um, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Aleka's I know has like their little taco truck, and there's some other things. Um, Coffee Cat used to have one back in the day, mm-hmm. um, years ago, but not to the extent that what you're doing. So it's when you took the two ideas, like where, where did you get the idea of a mobile coffee bar? I mean. Um, Have you seen the one before? I've never seen one in person, no. Um, but once I started doing research about it, um, like just the food trucks, 
Um, that's when I kind of came across it one day. Um, and then the camper idea actually came from when I was at college um, in Lynchburg, Virginia. Um, there was this little trailer that a couple had started. It kind of looks like mine. It's white. It's a very small vintage camper. They remodeled it and they started an ice cream sandwich like shop. Okay. So that was like always in my head. I always thought it was really cool. It was like the most popular thing like in the town. Um, everyone would go to it. Um, so yeah, I kind of had, I put the camper idea together with the mobile coffee shop idea. And where, where'd your love of coffee start? Um, I would say one of my best friends in high school. Um, I used to like hate coffee. And then all of a sudden she's like, try it with this. And I like, I don't know why. I just like fell in love with it. Um, probably through her. And then it came like more of like a social thing. Okay. Um, but I really didn't like that was back when I was like putting sugar in it and stuff like that. But I, I don't do that anymore. But <laughs> so, uh, how? OK, two questions. How old were you when you first started drinking coffee like, or first tried coffee? And then how old were you when you first started drinking coffee? Like, as a um, regular thing. I probably tried it when I was like 12, maybe. Okay. Um, but then I started uh, probably when I was like 15. Okay. And then didn't really start getting into it until I started doing like research about my business and stuff. And then I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. So, um, so when you started, what was, was it sugar and cream? Yeah. <laughs> and then at 15, sugar and cream? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, when, and now do you just mostly drink it just black? Black or cream, mostly cream. Yeah, but okay. no sugar, no nothing, unless it's like a latte or something like that. But <laughs> so, I, well, I, I laugh because I'm almost the same age as what, or my my coffee experience was the same thing. And my, uh, I was, I remember trying it first time, and it was like the point where I had enough sugar and cream in it where it almost looked like uh, not muddy. It was like yeah, like light, very light, light color, and it was like didn't look like coffee. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was basically a glorified sugary drink, and. When I was 15, I started drinking, 15 or 16, I ended up drinking uh, coffee every weekend. We'd go to like the little local diner and have it. And my grandfather I had coffee and I remember him turning to me. And at the time he was probably like mid to late eighties. And he goes, um, don't put sugar in it. It'll kill you. That, I remember him telling me that. And I was like, of course I'm like, okay. So yeah. like, I didn't put sugar in it and I ended up putting cream in. Even to this day, I have never put sugar in my coffee ever since I was like 12, which I was like, I only tried it once or twice. The only time that as ever, sugar's ever crept in my drink is if I've gone through like a drive through and then screwed up the order. Okay. So I'm not a big sugar person. I have gotten some of your, yeah, you have, stuff. I was going to say, wait. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to preface that. It's like actually like a cup of coffee. Like this is black. Like, yeah. Same. I, if it's like drip coffee, then it's just cream and that's it. Yeah. I, I always, I'm always, uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, the coffee, if it's bad for like, for me, I, I like the black cause I like that, like the try it. Like yours, I always just get black because I mm -hmm. just like, you do a very good job with the coffee, but I will try like your maple, your maple and your sea salt. You got to try it. <laughs> yeah. It's, and like I go and I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. And it has sugar, but it's fine. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a different kind of sugar, but. And homemade syrup. So it makes a little bit of a difference. And homemade with cream. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, um, so how was the process of finding this camper? And I, I saw some, when you first started it, you caught some, uh, attention on social media, I think from a lot of people of like dressing this thing up. Um, it's kind of built the build out of this, uh, camper, a college yeah. camper trailer or camper. Yeah. Okay. Either one. So where'd you find it? What was the inspiration for it? How was the process of building this out? Yeah. So, um, I basically just went to Facebook marketplace when I first started looking and Craigslist. Um, I knew campers were out there all the time, like vintage ones, people are getting rid of them left and right. Um, but at the same time, a lot of people are buying them because this is a kind of like a popular thing, not specifically like the mobile coffee shop of it, but people like to buy vintage campers and renovate them. So, um, kind of took me a little while to find one. Um, but it actually ended up being a local couple and, um, 
my dad went to go look at it first to see if it was like the underbody was good and if it was like structurally sound. Um, he ended up calling me and say, hey, it's not going to work out. Like, I don't think this is the right one. And I was kind of bummed because I was like, okay, it's only like 30 minutes away. It would have been a nice fit. Um, and then he called me back and he's like, actually, let's go look at it on Sunday. So <laughs> we went out and um, the couple was really nice and they were selling it for $1,000 and they ended up telling me that they're going to give it to me for free. So that was oh, a really wow. cool surprise. And my dad already knew that that was going to happen, but <laughs> he wanted me to wait until we got there. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of how the process of finding it uh, went. But And then was there a lot of renovation that had to be done to it? Um, yeah. Yep. Everything. So as soon as I got it back home, um, I gutted it and the process started from there. Um, I got, I brought it home in March. Um, and that whole time, the whole summer was kind of a crazy summer, like with my family. Um, obviously my dad was the one helping me build it primarily. Um, uh, but my sister was also getting married that September. Mm -hmm. So he was, we we're just really busy. Um, it would have been done probably much quicker if we had, had more time to work on it. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, but did, that's okay. I ended up actually working out in the right timing anyway. So yeah. Did, did, uh, did you do a lot of work yourself on remodeling it? Um, yeah, I was there like every step with my dad. Yeah. Um, and we, I had my cousin help me as well. Um, and two other people. So it was kind of, I was bringing it places and <laughs> whoever could help me uh, build it. That was <laughs> who I went to. So, so, uh, where was, where was your first day at? First day was the cable rec park. Actually. Um, okay. my old track coach reached out to me and said, Hey, we're throwing together um, a race. If you want to come with your shop, I know you're opening a business. So yep. Um, yeah, I said, why not? And it was a really good turnout. It was much, it was crazier than I thought it was going to be. So it was really cool. Were you prepared for that? No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> no. Like, yeah. So, well, I was just going to, I mean, you're the only, were you, I'm assuming the only person in, yep. in the, okay. So. Yeah. I was the only one there. And, um, at that point, like a week before that's when everything was installed, like my machines, everything was ready to go. Um, I guess a little background. I don't, I didn't know how to use my machines at all until they were installed. So I was just like, so I was ready to open. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to do it. And like half of it was just winging it. Like I really didn't know much. I'd watched tons of YouTube videos and everything, but still I didn't have a ton of experience. So it was definitely very scary. So it was, it was like trial by fire. Just like get in, yeah. dive in head first. Um, yeah. So, so that's, I, that's, I didn't realize it was one, one week, one week out. So yeah. um, did you have any like, dress rehearsals I guess like yeah, like almost like a play like a dress rehearsal did you practice it all before the big day or was it just kind of like ah, I didn't practice like taking orders um I kind of have like a background in customer service and stuff like that so I wasn't okay. really worried about that part it was more so like making the drinks correctly even though like people weren't as didn't really care as much as I thought they did you know what I mean yeah. like they thought it was still good even though I was like this must be terrible because I like I really didn't know what I was doing um but I think it all <laughs> it all worked out did you have the uh, the card system and everything at the time yeah yep I had the card system and you yep. had to run that yep oh yeah that's okay. it's pretty simple so I wasn't too worried about that part okay um but I also actually was inspected that day too by the health department. So that was also very nerve wracking because it was my very first day open. And then halfway through, like with 10 people in line, she came in and I was like, oh no. <laughs> but it up. ended up going perfectly fine. Yeah. It was just, it's just nerve wracking. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Well, I was going to say like, it, it's, uh, it's clean. Like anytime yeah. you go there, you do a very good job of keeping everything clean. And obviously, uh, and we'll dive, I'll ask you a few more about the, how everything works, but yeah. wh where'd you get all the coffee equipment? Um, a company called Voltage Coffee Supply. Pretty sure they're based out of um, Seattle. Okay. I a just good place found them. Coffee. Yeah, <laughs> I just found them online, and they gave me the best deal for all my stuff. So and I bought everything brand new. Okay, and did you? And you said everything was self-taught through YouTube. Yeah. Yep. YouTube and um, my coffee supplier, um, Lakeside Coffee. Yeah. I 
like looked everywhere for different um, roasters and ended up going with them. And they actually let me come in on a Sunday and they just showed me how to use the machine. Um, I can't, that's, I kind of got a little bit of experience from there, but mm-hmm. still it wasn't, I mean, an hour of doing it really didn't do much, but it was still helpful. <laughs> so, um, so what, what kind of machines do you have in the, in your, the camper, like coffee machines? Um, I have a brewer, um, an espresso machine and two grinders. Um, obviously my square system to take orders. Um, that's pretty much it. I would say how many, how many espresso shots can you make at one time? Um, two. Okay. And then well, each, each pull is like a double shot, but I have two, they call it like two groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so cause what, what I'm always fascinated by, cause for the most part you're in there by yourself. Like there's sometimes you have, you'll have another person there helping you yep. out. Um, how, one is how do you do it all by yourself? Like what's your process? Because you're, you're doing everything. Like, yeah. You're stocking, you're cleaning, you're taking orders, you're, yeah. you're, you know, it's, and anybody that, uh, runs a small business knows, like you look at it at the outside, like, oh, that looks cool. She's making coffee. <laughs> and if I was to say, like, give me everything you do to make this business run, serving and doing the coffee aspect is a very small window probably on what you actually do. Yeah, back sure. end. So, um, how do you do it all? Like, what do you, what do you do? What does the business entail that, you know, the normal person doesn't see standing outside waiting in line? Um, a lot. I mean, it starts with getting up at four o'clock in the morning. So there's that. Um, I have to load everything. I usually tried, I got, got like a system now. Um, but I load everything the day before, so I don't have to do that in the morning. Um, but basically it takes an hour to set up. So wherever I go, I have to give myself an hour. That's why I usually open at seven. So I get the location at six. Um, trying to think of the things that I, I mean, in that process of setting up, there's a lot. I've kind of like been able to systemize it so I know exactly what I need to do at each time. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the generator. Yeah. Yep. Um, and well, then I'm also, you got to look at the, uh, you're, you're stocking, you're taking inventory, yeah. you're getting suppliers. So yep. I'm assuming like your day off of coffee is really like replenish my whole thing. Yeah. Maybe you do that in some of the well, afternoons. All of the cups and everything. Um, there's not like a huge amount of like storage area in my camper since mm-hmm. it's kind of small. So I usually have to stock that like every day when I get home. Um, obviously all the dishes are done when I'm, when I'm setting down. Um, yeah. So it's about an hour of takedown stuff. And when I get home about an hour, another hour of supply, like bringing all the supplies back on the trailer and making sure I have everything for the next day. Um, and then there's the social media aspect of it. So add maybe another hour to the day. So it's kind of all, um, it's a long, yeah, <laughs> it, it, no, and it, it's impressive. And, um, and again, taking inventory that I'm, s- I'm assuming took a little bit of time because you had to get used to like how many people that actually show up and how many yeah. beans you go through mm-hmm. and how's that process? Um, I mean, in the beginning it was, is easier, I guess. Um, but then I kind of got like busier and busier and there were some days where I like would run out of cups and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really had to make sure that I would have extra than what I thought I would need it. Cause I really never know how the day is going to go. Um, so yeah. So how, how, uh, how many dishes and things do you do when you're like when, when you're cleaning stuff? Cause obviously the cups are, people will toss those, but yeah. like when you're going through and you're, whether it's a shot, the shot glasses, yep. is what they call them? Glasses, yeah. shot glasses or any of the other materials that you use. Like how often are you having to wash, um, dishes and replenish stuff is that um, constantly or do you have a quick system for it because you have that little like thing that you shoot down that shoots up yeah um, i water. have the yeah the pitcher rinser for in between um for like the milk pitchers to rinse them quickly they mm-hmm. don't really need to be washed in between 
um, steaming the milk. But at the end of the day, that's all washed with soap and sanitized and dried and stuff like that. So um, basically just the pitchers and the equipment that I use to stir all the drinks and stuff like that. So it's not a ton of dishes. So you um, keep up with it throughout the day yeah. easy enough? Okay. Because yeah. I'm like, that's another job in itself. If somebody has to constantly like replenish all the stuff and make like, mm-hmm. but you do have that little like, I always find it cool when you're just like, like you just got <laughs> yeah. push on it and it shoots up. The, the, <laughs> it's uh, very entertaining. Is it, is it water or steam? It's or? just water. Yeah. Okay. Cold water. Um, no, that's always cool. So, and now... You also roll your cups with the stamps. Yep. So one of the things I think, I think when I go up, not all the time, I sometimes give you the, give you the time off, but sometimes I always pick you picking your brain and like what you do. So Mm -hmm. I was like, you do the cups. I said, why would you take the time? And, um, I think once I heard you start answering a lot of the questions that I was asking, I'm like, well, this girl's like got this down to science. (laughs) So, um, I mean, so the idea of doing the cups, like what's the purpose of you stamping the cups versus... It's all margin. Yeah, right? it basically just saves it saves a lot of money. Um, people yeah. charge a lot to get custom cups or bags or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, in the yeah. beginning, it was I was doing it every time, but then once I had an employee, I had her do it. So that was kind of during the slow times. Then it made it much quicker. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Well, I I think it's uh, it's just, there's just so much work to be, be done, and like the fact that did you have any? What was your prior jobs before this? You had meant you had mentioned. Um, uh, what was what was the one just before you went uh, banker orchards bankers what did yeah. you have was that your main job before like, I started that was my main job yeah at the same I mean yeah that was my main one and then the mornings before I went there I worked at um, a barn in town okay so horse barn I was gonna say you do, I mean it's it's just a new thing to learn but you have a system yeah. of organization and yep you know kind of time management and focus and like what you're actually trying to put your time into yeah I would say um like working at bankers did help me a lot just because they're, they, they're very hard workers and they're entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that helped me a lot on that end. Um, with organization, that took me a little while to get a hand of, I would say in the beginning, I felt like I was all over the place. Um, but it just came with time and being consistent. So, yeah. So does that, is that stuff that comes naturally to you or is that something that you've really practiced or learned or you're still like really trying to get a better handle on? I would say it's definitely something I had to learn. Um, like organization was always there, but it's gotten a lot better in the last year, I would say, just from owning my own business. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's still an everyday thing where it's you have to work at it. I don't know if that's for everyone or not, but... <laughs> no, I mean, every day I'm trying to learn something. Like I yeah. I was telling, uh, well, you had um, met the girl that was in here before, but she, uh, I was just showing her some of the stuff I was like looking at. And said, this doesn't really have to do with real estate, but it's good to know. Like it just makes me just better. Just life skills. It's like communication stuff and it's not mm-hmm. like actually selling and buying a home, but it's that. So like... Time management has nothing to do with really coffee, but in the realm of your business, it's massive. It definitely does. Yeah. yeah. Especially so, when you're the one doing everything. So yeah. Um, yeah. how long did it take you to, I'm, I'm going to use it lightly, perfect your drinks or how long did it take to get to the level that you have it at now? Um, like were you practicing prior to getting the equipment or just that one day at Lakeside? Yeah. Just that one day on, on any kind of machine. Um, so there was just that week before I opened, um, I was up like late every night doing, like I was in there for like eight hours a day, just trying to figure out recipes and like ratios of just the coffee itself, like coffee to water ratios. And then the ratios of the, what the syrup, what should be in each latte and all that stuff. Cause all the syrups are all different. It might be a different weight for each one. So, um, it was just trial and error, but yeah, I would say it, it helps that whole week helped, but I really didn't get a handle on things. And as until maybe I don't know like three or four months in so it did take okay. a while um just to learn how to do things correctly <laughs> how many weight or food scales do you have in there or coffee scales um two actually two right now um depending on like location of who's like pouring out the syrups it kind of two is 
so, more convenient. <laughs> so I, uh, I make my coffee every morning, like make it, but I like weighing and measuring. I'm a ratio guy, like making sure everything's yeah. like perfect. <laughs> and, uh, like when I make a French press, I always do a one to 16 ratio, which is pretty strong, but it's like, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. It's just, it ends up being, um, it's fun. I like it. It's, it's not as my system's not even close to yours. I do have an espresso machine that I use like twice a year because mm-hmm. of just time, like it's hard like set up, <laughs> but, um, I'm fascinated by it. I would love to get better at it, but that's why I see when you go in there and just shooting all the stuff and it like, obviously it's just a re- regular espresso is great, but then you can mix and match and do all the Americanos and yeah. syrupy kind of drinks. But, mm-hmm. um, where did you find the recipes? Were they, was it something that like, was it YouTube? Was it you just kind of like taste testing and trying it all out? Um, yeah, the recipes for like the syrups, is that what you mean? Or what is your drinks in general? Like, did, is it stuff that you kind of like found from other people or like, Hey, I really like that. It tastes good. I'm going to, I'm going to implement it. Or is this a lot of you just experimenting and just kind a lot of, of, yeah, a lot of experimenting, um, a lot of just visiting other coffee shops and just liking what they have. So mm-hmm. kind of trying to replicate it myself, um, for like syrup recipes, all those are mostly from Pinterest or just Google searches. And then I tweak it myself. Um, and then I, from the amount, it's just trial and error that I put in each one. Um, but so when you were first starting out, how much, how much coffee did you drink? A lot more than I should have. <laughs> Just like hanging off the walls. Did you have some taste testers there for you? Like your family or friends or anybody? Yeah, especially that whole week before that I opened. Like like I said, like I was up like late because I just was had so much coffee during the day. Like I, I needed somebody else to taste it. So yeah, my neighbor came out, my mom would come out and my sister and stuff like that. So that was helpful. Um, and it's good to get other people's opinions because it's not just my taste. So, so, so um, when you're starting this out, is this, you said you're, you're parents are very supportive of it yeah completely and um what's the did you have to put a lot of like capital up front to start it out or was it pretty like i said you got the trailer for free you know obviously you had some you know remodeling and buying some of the machines but overall was pretty cost efficient for you to get into it um it was i mean this is definitely one of the lowest startup costs you could probably go into and that's kind of why i went that way um as far as a business that i chose but yeah it, it was out of all my out of my own pocket so did you have any other ideas or was it always coffee bar um, no, I did have some other ideas. I, initially, maybe I thought of like a food truck mm-hmm. and like I said, I started doing the food truck thing and then I found the mobile coffee shop. Um, but no, I guess I have, I love animals. So I've always wanted to start a doggy daycare too. Um, but that startup cost would have been a lot more than the coffee <laughs> shop. So <laughs> maybe that'll be eventually. Yeah. But. <laughs> this is be your prelude to get to yeah. doing that. Um, so what's, uh, you kind, you kind of already, um, uh, went over a little bit, but like, Middle of the season, like heart of the season, what's kind of like a normal day or week in the life of, of Becky? Like when you get up, when you set up, when you get through the coffee, like the prep work, like all this, like how do you manage? I know you touched on a little bit, but like a little bit like detailed stuff of what you do. Um, yeah. So basically in my week, usually I've kind of found a good schedule from um, Tuesdays to Saturdays. In the beginning, it was just trial and error. Should I be open Sundays? Should I be open Mondays? Whatever. Um, but that's the, that's the good days that I found and I'm open from seven to one. Um, like I said, I get up at four, get my location at six, um, open at seven, close at one o'clock and then I stay for another hour. So cleaning up and get everything ready, um, go home, which is usually like another half an hour. Um, and then I do all the dishes and do everything at home and restock the trailer, which could be another hour depending on the day. Usually I like to have like one day designated to all my syrups and stuff that I make. Mm -hmm. Um, but sometimes it's like a crazy week and I have to make them by Friday. So, um, depending on the week I have to do that twice 
which is kind of a pain, but <laughs> it, it, it is what it is, I guess. <laughs> so w- what time do you normally wrap up? Like everything you're like done. I'm like, don't have to worry about coffee until tomorrow. Um, it really depends on the day, but usually like four o'clock, four or five o'clock. Okay. So yeah, not I too mean, this long hours though. Cause you're starting early in the morning. So yeah. Like I mean, t- if 13 I hours? count it from when I wake up, then yeah. But, um, and then what time do you have to go to bed to wake up at four? Um, in the beginning, I didn't go to bed as early as I should have been. I kind of got worn out, but, um, I like to be like sleeping by nine o'clock at least. Okay. That's, so, no, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so what, uh, how was the initial star? What, when did you, was it March? Wait, wait when did you, was it November? Oh, November of 2020. Okay. March, March 20, you got the, you got the camper November, 2020 yeah. you started. So, yeah. um, you start at the, like end of the pandemic year yeah so how was that starting out um honestly i didn't really think it affected me much um if anything it maybe helped me a little bit more Mm because everyone was outside and it's not like they were going into a new store and not knowing who it was so um yeah i think it it didn't really affect me i would say and how was the initial start like you you said the first day was kind of chaotic because it's your first day but like how how'd you find you know the first uh week first month did you you know, was it what you expected, different than you expected, better, worse? Um, I would say, like I said, the first day was not what I was expecting, much busier than I thought. Um, after that, I opened, like, that. My, I guess my first initial day, I didn't really have a plan for, like, the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. But after it was so busy, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, not tomorrow, because I had to just, like, decompress for, like, a day. <laughs> so I opened the day after that. Um, and it wasn't, obviously, wasn't as busy. It was a weekday. Uh, people were going to work. So I kind of had to build up my clientele from... So I opened in, in Katieville at the Katieville church. Mm-hmm. That's um, the first person that let me park on their property. So, um, yeah, I mean, there were good days and bad days. Um, for the most part, it increasingly just got busier and busier as time went on. So, so um, and what do you think the spike was? How, how did it grow so quick? Like for you, like from um, the start? Yeah, I think as soon as I got um, into Plattsburgh, people started inviting me, different businesses started inviting me to park on their property. That's really when I um, got much more um, customers and stuff like that. Now you told me that any place that you've ever been, they've actually reached out to you. So like you, yeah. you don't really have to go and ask anybody to pull up. Like you For always the most have part, options. No. Yeah. No. Um, the only person that I've really like asked was CVPH. Um, okay. so the hospital, um, I asked them, I was actually, actually asking them for a long time and then they just didn't want it just because of, I don't know. I don't know what the reason was, but, um, during nurses week they had me come and I asked if I could come back and they're like, yeah, totally. Everyone loved it. So, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a good little location though. Cause you're like, you're up on the sidewalk there, but it's like, it's good. Cause it's not like yeah. traffic and it's kind of just, you know, off on the side. And, um, I'm sure you must get, it must be a pretty busy location for you. Yeah. It's been one of my busiest. Yeah. Um, like, <clears throat> I mean, seeing you around, I think it's cool because it's, it's almost like where's Waldo a little bit. Like you're going <laughs> yeah. around like, Oh, there's, there's a camper. And, and, and uh, I find that people, it's almost like a game where you like, you try to figure out where you are and then go and, and, and uh, find out. Cause there's sometimes I get excited too. Like, I'm like, Oh, I didn't know she was at West Bay today. It's like, and then I have a little bit of time. So then you yeah. stop in. But, um, so I think that aspect's cool is you kind of just kind of bounce around and I think it must be fun for you too. It's a little change of scenery. It is. Yeah. I had one customer tell me one day, she's like, you know, I hope you know you control where a hundred and like over a hundred people go in one day. I was like, well, that's yeah. kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's well, we, like we did the, the thing with you last year and other biz- businesses have done the same thing, but like it works like mm-hmm. people are going to come. So it's like, just put Becky there with a, yeah. with, with her trailer and in, in coffee. And, and people... it took a while to get there, but yeah, I'm thankful that that's how it kind of goes now. Now, um, so, so going, you took a little bit of a break 
right after or right before Christmas, right? They kind of ended right before Christmas. Correct. Yep. Christmas Eve was my last day. Good day. My birthday. Yep. Good, good day. <laughs> oh. uh, so so that so from then to now, you have not been open. Nope. Okay. So what is what's the last three months been like? Almost of the day, three months. Yeah, um, most of it just resting. Um, I definitely was worn out from the whole year of being open. Um, but yeah, I've done a little bit of traveling, um, and I'm also I haven't really made this public yet, but I am planning a new trailer. So that was like the initial like reason why I needed a break was okay. rest and to just plan out my next year. Um, uh, a, so an additional trailer. Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, I kind of had to figure out how it's going to work when I, when I open the second one, but I do plan on running both at the same time, depending on how many employees I can get. So yeah, that's been exciting. <laughs> I haven't really made that public yet, but. <laughs> oh, well th th there you go. So break, breaking news. But I, so that, I think that was one of the things when I, I think it was the day of the coffee event, I was asking you questions and I thought it was fascinating that you're already one year in, you were thinking about expansion. You're thinking mm -hmm. about like, how can I, how can I build this out? And that, yeah. was that always part of the plan or is that like after you do this kind of work, you're like, I, I could replicate this or duplicate it. Yeah, definitely wasn't my initial plan. Um, I kind of planned on just being me and this is it for the next whatever amount of time that I want to mm -hmm. do it. Um, but then I was like, wow, this is really cool. And this would be cool to grow and be able to like offer it to more than just Plattsburgh. Um, so yeah, I plan on kind of expanding, staying here obviously, but also starting in different locations. Um, Are the so. locations known? You, you don't have to say that. If no, you're... not yet. Okay. But I mean, obviously, it'll be in the North Country. So, <laughs> not, not yeah. like going out to Buffalo or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the uh, no. So that, that's cool. So um, now, I, f I forgot the who's the girl that works with you. Um, Haley. Okay, so we had her as, and she was at some events. But now you're opening up for more people. Yeah. And how, what's your thought about that on bringing on people, hiring, and now you got payroll. Now you have yeah managing and all that yeah it's definitely going to be um a challenge but um yeah I'm, I'm very excited i think it'd be really cool to be able to train someone else um and yeah i mean it's going to be different because i'm not really used to be working with it, like especially two other people so yeah um yeah my goal is to find um two employees and be able to also give myself a little bit of a break during the week um i don't really know how it's going to work out yet but i mean yeah, you'll figure it out. I was yeah. say, day one, you you, figured, you got through it. So um, now, what else did you? Well, a couple of things over um, the break. You ended up sending us a card, which I thought was nice, but I thought it was a cool touch. And yeah. then there were some other, um, you know, obviously your social media. Um, I think is one of the best social medias locally, and like you know, and you just follow different companies and try to see. But I think the blend of what you post, the aesthetic look of what you post, because obviously you're trailer looks cool the inside looks cool mm -hmm. coffee stuff looks cool well thank you <laughs> yeah so when I mean, you add all that your logo i mean you did a good job with designing the logo and now it's becoming kind of um lo locally known that people know what that is and know who you are so um the social media was that something that was that from you pretty much day one you started that right uh yep yep um i think i started my facebook page actually maybe two weeks before i opened just to get like my name out there mm -hmm. um before i before my first day. Um, ideally I probably should have started during like the whole build, but everything was just so crazy and schedule wasn't really, I didn't really know what I was going to do. So, um, yeah, it, it worked out fine. Um, but yeah, that's been a challenge, but I've gotten used to managing that part of it. So, and ha was that something that was natural for you? Did you ever run social media accounts for other businesses? Nope. Nope. Never done that before. Um, 
just kind of learned as I went and I you, like what, taking YouTube pictures. Videos? I like, <laughs> yeah, YouTube videos yeah. too. I, well, I mean like uh, learning how to do it better. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like photos and stuff. Um, so I kind of knew what I wanted my like social media to look like. It's still definitely a work in progress. Like it's not how I exactly want it, but okay. finally have a website and all that stuff. I did that during my break. So that was good. Oh, okay. I'll yeah. check that out. Yeah. What's it called? High Just High Peaks Brew. High Peaks Brew. Info. Okay, perfect. You got, yeah. you got, you got, the, you got the domain name, which is always <laughs> solid. So, um, well, that's one of the things like when you look at like, social media, I think it looks good. But the, the thing that you're the two things you're really good at with social media that I think when people start to really dive into, I mean, obviously, it has to, like look good. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you're consistent. You're very yeah. consistent. I think I talk to agents all the time and people that are like, oh, look, um, how do you like do social media? I'm like the big thing is consistency. Like if you're yeah. just going to post once and then not post for a month, it, it's better than not posting ever. But, it, you know, really, you got to be posting almost daily. Um, one because of algorithm, but two, just people aren't going to see your stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, I used to tell people in my heyday, I was posting anywhere from three to four times a day, Monday through Friday. Like I was putting 15 plus posts out a week. And part of it was if I'm putting out 15 posts, like you might only see five of my 15 posts. Right. Yeah. Well, I, but then it makes it look like I'm posting. Oh, I am posting every day, but even for the people that aren't seeing my stuff are still saying I post every day. So mm-hmm. the consistency, but then you also are very good at collaborating um, with others, whether that's, um, I think I told you, like, I, I call it like the high peaks group pose where it's like people <laughs> holding the cup up, you know, with, with the, uh, you know, on a story. But as you do that, it just becomes more of that like social clout for you of like, Hey, this place is good. I like it. And then you, it's free advertising for you. Cause then you just yeah. start dripping it back on your story. Um, did you, did you expect the following to take off as much as it did? Um, no, not really. Um, like from the beginning, I really didn't know how it was going to go, but <laughs> like you got a decent amount of followers. For... Yeah. Yeah. And they happen pretty quickly. Um, especially like I said, after coming, uh, like into Plattsburgh and working with different businesses, like how you did, you had me come mm-hmm. and paying for the first amount of certain amount of people that came to get a drink that gave me a lot of publicity. So that was very helpful. Yeah. Um, we tried to blast you out a little bit on some videos. So we had some, it was pretty cool. Think... Yeah, no, it was really helpful. Yeah. I, well, I think a lot of it too, is when you, you have to leverage opportunity and you have to like, if you take an event like that, obviously we have two companies doing it. So like leveraging and feeding off the other person's, um, you know, audience or whatever. Yeah. And then it's, but you had to, I call it cross promoting. You just have to, it doesn't really take much effort, but it's to do it, but people don't think to do it, but it's like the, the small amount of effort it takes to cross promote other businesses or other people mm-hmm. pays off way more than the input that you have. So mm-hmm. like, so I always look at that stuff as, you know, when you're going around to these other businesses, like it's helping them out, but then it's like, oh, boom, boom, boom. So you're really taking advantage of a lot of diverse audiences locally that end up having one thing in common, which is the coffee bar. So that's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so when it comes down to like the growth aspect, how, how have you gone about thinking about that and the expansion and going from a one person shop to a multi car, multi truck, multi camper unit, like or business like how how did that whole build out start or where did you get the idea or is that that come natural is that you know did you have like mentors or someone teaching you um yeah I have a couple family friends that are definitely helping me out a lot um I would say I just know that like my initial idea wasn't to be more than what I am now like more than one trailer um but like I said it'd just be really cool to start another one and the most like I guess critical reason for starting the new one now is that I kind of need like something bigger. Um, I just realized a lot <laughs> this with like the, the amount of people that I get in a day, it's really hard to keep up with, um, 
the customers and stuff. So something bigger and um, just also another big thing is that I'm good, it's going to be powered um, from solar and batteries. Cool. So that's going to be a really cool thing. So I can get rid of my generator um, and yeah, kind of just make like the next trailer be like the replica of what I want the next ones to be like. So it'll be oh, like nice. exactly what I need and exactly what I want. So. Are you putting solar panels on it? Is yeah. That how it works? Yeah. That's, that's the cool. plan. They'll be on the top and then um, the batteries will be... Um, and that, charged by the solar and a generator, but the generator will be very, it won't, I won't need it as much as I do now. Just back up, like just in case. Yeah. Yep. Um, wow. That's, that's cool. So that, and that will give you enough like power for a full day for the most part. Um, for the most part. Yeah. It, there's still a lot of stuff to figure out. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the plan. There's, there's some other coffee shops out there that can run for six hours a day. So this is, which is usually kind of my time frame so oh that's awesome yeah it's a good, good time to do it right now right yes yeah. <laughs> um, exactly i know <laughs> yeah so that's i don't know how it helps with your truck but that's all right you'll get there um so um but, I, but yeah i guess the most like reason why i want to upgrade now is because i need just the more space and um just upgrades from what i've um, experienced from the last year so well i think you said also bringing up people like time leveraging your time yeah a little bit of a little bit of freedom back because it does it's it's a long like when you took time off i was like but good for you because it it's you can get burnt out very quickly and if mm-hmm. you never give yourself rest and that recharge or that or the travel or the think time and um do you get a lot of time to plan like during the season like um, some downtime you're obviously thinking but like do you yeah really i did a lot of time to plan and sketch i did take a couple of days where i was like i just need a break um just to think about where i'm going but mm-hmm. yeah and then that's kind of nice where i I'm my own boss, so I can kind of do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I can take an extra day if I need to, but um, yeah, there I did. I took some. I did some traveling too as well, so that helped just to decompress. Yeah, I think uh, I, I'm a big one. I like my space. Like, I like during the day, just like I like time alone. I like time to whether it's to read or think or um, you know listen to stuff. Like just just to kind of get out of your own world, but allow like creative juices to flow. Because you know, I, I think when you're in business and you're just doing the same thing over and over and over again and you don't give yourself time to think or reflect or like pause and just kind of say like where am I going and re- kind of write the ship a little bit and then have the I think a lot a lot of people are creative like you're very creative obviously you came up with this whole this whole plan and you know I try to be creative in things I do but you need time to do that yeah definitely. and it's you know I think it's hard right now our everybody's day-to-day is just so chaotic and so um you know if time gets away from you if you don't like you know, really be purposeful with it. So that's something I'm working on right now. It's just like, how do I fit the most into my day where it's good time and I'm using my time most efficiently and getting mm-hmm. stuff done that really needs to get done. And it's tough. It's a work in progress, but you know, I think like my mind never really shuts off. I'm guessing. Are you that way? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, like even right now your, your thoughts are swirling or <laughs> later today you're thinking about the company and everything else. Yeah. 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 It's, it's kind of a, a blessing and a curse, but it's, it's good because you're passionate about it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you hate dread going to work. No, not fun. at all. <laughs> so if, not, if anything else, you're doubling down on it, which is cool. Um, how do you go about picking the coffee that you want? Um, what do you mean? Like the type of... Not, not the roaster. Like Lakeside Coffee, small mm-hmm. small business of the year this year. Which yeah, is cool, that's awesome. Chamber. Um, but like which actual, what, like what types of coffee, what type of beans, what, you know, dark roast, light roast, um, you know, different, different regions of the world. Like, is yeah, there, I've kind of just gone by, um, like what Lakeside offers and like different things where I'll have a dark roast and I realize not as many people like that one. So mm-hmm. I've kind of just been able to tell from like my clientele. Um, there's been one, t- uh, the Tanzanian pea berry that everyone like loves. Okay. So you probably had it if you've gotten just normal sure. yeah. drip coffee. So that's pretty much the one that I have on hand all the time. 
um, just because I've gotten really good feedback from it. So I don't want to take it away. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll have a dark roast that I kind of exchange here and there. So, so which one's your favorite? The Tanzanian is definitely my favorite. Um, okay. It's a medium roast. African, you said Tanzania? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, are you more of a dark roast, light roast, medium roast? Um, medium on the darker side. Not not really dark, but yeah. Okay. That, more in the middle. I, yeah, I'm the same. Less caffeine, but more flavor. It's always <laughs> like, it's all, yeah, it's always the way I go. I'm like, I don't need more like hypeness, but I do like that like bolder taste. Yeah, I definitely don't like the lightness of it. Um, so what, what's your favorite style or way to make coffee and what style? Like, is it espresso? Is it like French press? Is it pour over? Is it? Um, I definitely use the Chemex the most. I'm not sure if you know what that yep. is. Okay, yeah. So that's Explain my... Explain it though for people that don't know it. It's basically just the glass um, coffee maker that's like shaped in a certain way and has like their own special filters and everything. So It's very bougie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've just found that that's like the best taste wise. Um, and that's actually what really got me into coffee. Um, uh, when I first started like doing research and stuff, I looked up like different coffee makers and I was like, oh, what's this? And I found one off Facebook Marketplace, got it for like 30 bucks. Uh, then just started experimenting with different roasts. So I've never had the Chemex before, but it's similar to like a pour over, right? Yeah, it's just, it is. Yep. Okay. I was going to say, you just pour it, let it drip down. It's like a French press without the press. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I just find that French press can be sometimes just too dark, I guess, like too oily tasting. And, and I find the grinds end up in the coffee more yeah, than if they you do. had the filter. Mm -hmm. um, now the Chemex though, because of the, sh isn't it because of the shape it adds like a certain level of like the oils or whatever that come out of it that are supposed to like make it breathe. It's almost like wine, make it breathe a little bit. I think so. I think the shape has something to do with it. Yeah. And the, the yeah, I don't, I don't know. Cause there are different shapes of them. There's one that's like skinnier and one that's wider. So I don't necessarily know if that really matters. It's, but like, a, it's like a vase shape. Like, yeah, you put like flowers or something. <laughs> um, I've never made, I believe I've had coffee out of it, but I've never made coffee with a Chemex. And it's like okay. on my bucket list of coffee, like, the things to get yeah it's definitely like a process you have to like there's like certain ways to do it yeah um, and, so it's cool and i'd be i would nerd out and do it but like part of me is like i would have to only do it on the weekends and then it does take time <laughs> yeah and, and well, that's the thing with like espressos and french press like i love french press i make drip coffee 95 percent of the time just purely out of convenience i out of convenience but i also i bought a very simplistic there's one button on it it's super simplistic but the way that it um, it was a very, it was well, um, uh, ra or ranking reviewed, I guess makes more sense. A reviewed coffee drip thing is that there was no plate at the bottom. So it was like heated up and it heated inside and okay. it also heated the water up to, it was about 200 degrees Fahrenheit. It's kind of the ideal like temperature. So, and it's the way it sprayed out the, it wasn't like dripping in one spot. It kind of shot out almost like, yeah. I forgot what they call it, like a flower or petal kind of thing. So it ends up making a very consistent cup of coffee and it heats it up well and it's always like really good. So for me, it's just very convenient like in the morning to pop it in. But I do like making the coffee because there's something about just having like good coffee in the morning that yeah. you can just put in a thermos and walk out the door. Definitely. <laughs> um, so now what's your favorite coffee shop to go to that's not High Peaks Brew? Could be locally, could be anywhere else that you've ever been. Like do you have an all-time favorite? Um, there was one down in Virginia that I found that I really liked. Um, the name of it is, can't remember now. I think it was called Kier Coffee. Um, that one's been like the one that's like kind of stuck out the most with amongst my travels. But <laughs> I would say locally, definitely chapter one. Do you um, do you make a point to go to coffee shops when you're out and about? Yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> it's like that's, the main like good. like uh, highlight of traveling. I think. <laughs> I think uh, I like that. I was gonna say it's, yeah. I, I, uh, a good cup of coffee is always always on the on the list. But um, the one thing I love about coffee shops. Is there, a lot of them are very unique now. 
they have like almost like a little community or a little like they have their own little spin um and you know some of them could be you know more formal some could be a little bit more like hipster and whimsical and just all these different you know eclectic kind of things but i find um typically small coffee shops like that do a very good job with their coffee like mm-hmm. they're in business they usually do because coffee is something you can't fake like enough people are going to basically call you out and like this coffee is not good and that go um so i think that a lot of companies the small coffee shops are cool to go check out and it's it's just something about a local coffee shop where it's just like relaxing and like you said whether it's the conversation or the social part of it or even just going and studying or doing work yeah. it's just like just the ambiance of a coffee shop just kind of like mellows you out. They usually have some light music and it's just kind of a chill environment. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's neat. Now, have you ever thought about doing a, like a possible storefront? I've thought about it. Um, I think maybe in the next five, ten years if that's where I go. Yeah. Um, but right now I just really love the mobile aspect of it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've definitely thought about it. Well, so what's your favorite part of the mo- – like why would – what's the mo- part of the mobile that sticks out? Um, just being able to like travel around and hit like a different group of people pretty much every day. Like I do have my consistent people that come like wherever I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people like say when I'm at West Bay Plaza that only come when I'm there. So it's like something for them to look forward to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that part's cool. Um, and if I ever move one day, like I can pretty much just Swim pick up it. my business <laughs> and it can come with me. So uh, no, that, that is true. <laughs> That's a true thing. Um, so do you have, do you have people that go every day, no matter where you are? Yeah. Pretty much. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're mostly in Plattsburgh, so it's not too much of a stretch. But like when you go to like Shazy or Katyville or they'll go that as far as that to go get it? Um, Shazy, I wouldn't say Shazy um, unless they live like there. Um, but if they're in Shazy, they come to Plattsburgh who, first. To, who got to you hooked up with Shazy? Um, I think the principal of the elementary reached out to me. Um, okay. I think it was might have been his wife at first. Yeah. And then was okay. like, hey, my, yeah. Okay. I know him very well. I can't remember his name now. Rob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I know his wife goes and visits you a lot. They're super nice people. I, um, yeah, I, I used to coach soccer with him. He's, he's yeah, one he of the all-time nice best co- yeah, <laughs> coaches probably in history. So, um, but yeah, so that's cool. I was wondering because I went to Chasey. So I was yeah, like, there's gotta I remember be, that. <laughs> how, how did you, uh, how'd you get, how'd you get that gig? So, um, <laughs> it's fun. Um, are, now, besides coffee, I mean, are you... Is there other drinks or other food or like, have you always had like, your mom was a baker, but have you ever, are you a good cook? Are you good at baking? Are you good at making, I don't know, mixed drinks? I mean, is there other stuff or is the <laughs> coffee kind of your thing? Uh, definitely just the coffee is my okay. thing, I'd say. I like baking. My mom's taught me a lot, um, yeah. but I enjoy the coffee part much more than the baking part of it. <laughs> um, do you offer, do you offer tea? Yeah, tea. I do do tea as well. I've learned a lot about tea since I've started just because I found that people not everyone wants coffee, you know what I mean? So I have to have some other kind of option. Well, now, what's do you do like loose leaf or do you bag tea? Um, loose leaf, um, okay. mostly. So I haven't really gotten to like the hot tea unless it's matcha. Okay. Um, like the green ground up powder. I don't know if you know what that is. But A little bit. I, I know where you're going with it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, but mostly I just do iced tea during the summer. I offer one kind of tea. So I basically just um, steep it overnight like I cold brew it basically. Okay. Um, so it's loose leaf. I put it in hot water first and then cold water. Um, so yeah, it's nothing that's like bagged that's like process or anything but. um do you do you like cold brew or no i do yeah okay um hopefully we'll get into that this season uh it's just like a time thing it, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of extra time so it takes i've made it before doesn't it take more beans because it's it does yeah definitely okay. that's why it's usually priced a little bit more because yeah. it takes much more um ground coffee so what about nitro what's the what's the difference of nitro and cold brew 
it's basically well it is cold brew is just like putting nitrogen into um the cold brew itself so it's like the machine where have you seen like the kegger eaters yeah yeah okay that's i i I feel like i should know that but i didn't know that enough so that's (laughs) it's good though like i'll get nitro at certain places and it's uh, but it's got it does have a different flavor to it. It does, yeah. It definitely takes away like the bitterness if, if coffee has that. Okay. Um, so and it makes it more of... like smooth. Yeah, yeah. And okay. usually it doesn't. It typically doesn't come with cream in it. I don't know if you've gotten it where they ask usually ask you so if you want cream. It's a sweet cream, cream but... but I'm such a, I. I just like so the reason I drink black coffee, is because. It takes away the variable. Like if you put cream in, like I always think like if you add something to it. So if I go and I try like black coffee from your place or black coffee from somewhere else, like I get the authentic, like that's the taste of that. I don't know why, but I, yeah. I, I can drink it, but it allows me to basically appreciate the coffee for the coffee and not add like additives. Mm-hmm. There's a couple places I'll put cream in because it's just like way too bitter and just not good. But places that do, can do coffee really well, like, like I said, chapter one, you know, uh, Adirondack Coffee Roasters, Lakeside Coffee. I mean, I just get mm-hmm. black coffee because it's, they know what they're doing. It's yeah. not like they're... Um, like Duncan, I might have yeah. to. <laughs> I agree. I, yeah. So, um, people always say like Duncan. I, I don't want to hate on Duncan. I mean, you grew up and like drink Dunkin' Donuts. If you're from like anywhere in New England, that's like all they have is Dunkin' Donuts. But it's just I don't. Do you know that like that kind of coffee from your kind of coffee? Oh, there's for o- sure. Yeah. There's obviously a difference. Oh, definitely. But it's, <laughs> I mean, you can taste it. If you drink coffee, I'm like Duncan's not. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely tell for side by side. <laughs> we, we had a. I don't know what podcast it was. Uh, Dan, Dan and, uh, uh, <laughs> black eyed Joel. Um, but we, we had this, uh, he had a black eye the day he came, oh, but, okay. um, the, we had this, um, they brought coffee and Dan's really into coffee and, uh, he had a couple different versions of it. And do you, have you ever done the AeroPress before? I haven't. Um, that's one thing that I haven't done. Okay. Yeah. I, um, you're aware of what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, tr- I have one of those and that one's really cool too. And that's like my, like afternoon weekend want to have like one like little mug of coffee and you yeah. make that and same thing you can put a lot of different variations and they have dan was showing me they have like a world like championship of aeropress coffee where they have all these people that make coffee but they do different ratios and different filter amounts and different pressing techniques really and it's very like a very simplistic system but they all make different kinds of coffee from this system and then they taste test it and like you win the championship which mm. i thought was that's really cool. Which I thought was cool. Yeah, considering that it's, it's, I mean, you can pick up like, it's like 30 bucks and you can get that whole like, it's, I mean, it's like plastic, but mm-hmm. it's kind of a little filter and um, basically it's just, it's air, like you press air out. So mm-hmm. hence the AeroPress, um, which I thought was cool. So some of the other options, again, I'm kind of looking here, Nor- Northern Adirondack Maple, Adirondack Honey. Um, so with, keeping it local, was that kind of a main thing for you when you started? Definitely. Yeah. So yeah. like what kind of vendors do you deal with? I mean, it's just those three, or do you have other vendors that you um, try to incorporate? I get my tea from um, Saratoga Teen Honey, so I'm not like immediately local, um, obviously okay. in Saratoga. Um, but yeah, definitely Adirondack Honey is where I get all my honey that I use like for my syrups. Um, mostly like my matcha, like I was saying before, that's only sweetened with honey. So that's been a really, <laughs> people love it. Yeah. So, <laughs> is, What's your best seller? Um, the maple latte is the probably the most. Okay. Yeah. Most popular. What was there was maple latte. There was um, was it almond coconut? Was that another one you did or no? Uh, toasted almond coconut. Yeah, yeah that I was basically, good. Yeah, that one's really good. That's the one I think I, was I think you of. had that all summer. <laughs> yeah, ice. So I, I do have some sugar in my coffee, yes. but it's because I go and I just look. I usually ask you what should I try, and you tell me. But I think that's one of my favorite ones because that's just got a 
it's fairly like it's got a lighter taste to it because I think like yeah. coconut and almond has a kind of a mellow mellow feel. Um, yeah, that one's fun to make. <laughs> what What about uh, you had the apple cider, yep, right? In the fall. Yep. And did you do pumpkin spice? I did. Yeah. Or was that? That was um, a huge hit. I say. Yeah, <laughs> the, the most the most basic, but it, it's a seller. So yeah, it's good. I wasn't really a big pumpkin spice person until I made my own syrup, and I was like, okay, that's actually pretty that's good. good. <laughs> did you have real pumpkin in the syrup? Yeah, real pumpkin. Yep, Ma- um, and maple syrup. So when you yeah, because well, I know you made the whipped cream, but the whipped cream was like obviously very. You could tell it was not generic. It was like a you know you you had made it. Um, is that process pretty easy? Um, it's, it is easy. Uh, it can kind of like, if it's like in the middle of the day where I have to recharge the, the can, canister that I put it in, that can be kind of time consuming. Um, but yeah, it's pretty simple. You just put the cream in with the search, with the syrup, um, and then you charge it and that's it. <laughs> it's uh, well, it's like all those like little touches, I think school too, because it's not, there's not, there's not a whole lot. You'd like show up to your place and you just have like a generic thing sitting there. Like everything looks like it's homemade. Everything looks like pretty much everything is. Yeah. And was that part of your business model to try to make everything as like locally, I say source, but locally made as possible. Yeah, definitely. I would say like uh, taste is sacrificed a lot when you start going to stuff that's like not homemade and not, yeah, so. Yeah, no, it, and I think the uh, the one thing that's cool about, you know, business, businesses, like what you're doing is really kind of picking like an angle of how you want to do it. Like you said, the, more so than just a coffee bar. When you talk about like the ingredients and you talk about the way you do it and, where it might be more time consuming, more labor intensive, more cost intensive. But again, if people go and they say that it's, it's worth it, you're kind of hitting a good niche where people are like, okay, this is yeah. like, even if it's like a splurge, there's a coffee's what, you know, when people say like, well, don't buy a coffee a day to save money. Like in my head, I'm like, but how many people get that coffee a day? And it just brings them like, yeah, happiness? it makes their day. <laughs> yeah. Like, why would you, why would you, there's other things you can save money on versus like not getting coffee that you're going to sip on for, probably an hour, you know, but it just kind of like, whether that like gets you an intro to the day, whether you're ready to go on a road trip, whether you're going to meet with friends, it's like, it's just, it's just that like comforting. There's something about sipping on something hot. That's just like, as a kid, I used to drink a lot of tea and a lot of coffee. And now I don't even really need the coffee for today. I did today. was dragging, (laughs) but, um, I don't drink coffee really for the, like the actual coffee, like caffeine part of it. It's just more of having something warm to sip on that I like in the summer i get cold yeah um but i don't know what it is about just like having just you just can't drink it as fast maybe i don't know it just lasts like i that's that's kind of my main thing and i you know at least from a coffee standpoint i think that's why i love coffee yeah the taste is good but like i think at the end of the day it's just that like definitely a very social thing as well yeah i just think it's 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 warm it like gives you it's like a big blanket of like (laughs) it's like a hug in the morning or afternoon if you need it um so you're, do you still do a lot with horses? Um, I see you take photos with horses, but do you ride? Do you train people? Or are you, you jumping horses? Like um, no. So I have I only have one horse right now, okay. um, but I've grown up with them. I've been riding since I was about six. Um, when I went to college, I did get really into competing. So I did that for a year, and that was really cool. Um, but right now, I've kind of just been – I just border at the barn that I used to work at. Okay. Um, I haven't had, like, a ton of time since I started a business to really focus on riding. So that's been kind of on the back burner, but – yeah, I still it's still something like that's in my life and that I love it. So well, when did you start? Uh, you said six six years old. Yeah, yeah, so uh, a long what, time. What got you into that? Was um, my or? mom mostly? Yeah. Um, yeah, she never had a horse when she was younger. So when she was older, she's really wanted one. So, so what's the? Uh, I've never. 
I might have been on a horse, but not like actually rode a horse by myself. Like as a kid, you might have hopped, hopped on one. But like, what, what's the uh, what do you, what's the part of it that you love horse horseback riding? Um, I just think it's like really unique, um, and I don't know. It's just like a cool sport to be involved with, and it's something I've grown up with. So, um, and it's something I can do when I'm older as well. So. Do you, do you go for horseback rides? Just like just go just go out for a couple miles and just just kind of ride and just kind of like be out in the wilderness so <laughs> i used to a lot or riding or yeah i used to a lot that's mostly what i did um was trail riding right now the horse i have is a little bit crazy so she's not and i wouldn't say crazy but i can't really take her out on my own or okay. she might fuck me off so there's that have but, you ever been fucked off before <laughs> yeah all the time <laughs> oh really did, yeah been hurt or no um not severely but there was a good fall that i took maybe two years ago um and i like got up after I, she like bucked me off and i fainted so wow. I went to the ER and all, did all that stuff because they weren't really sure if I had a concussion or not. So you wear a helmet, yeah. though, right? I had a helmet. Oh, okay. on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're still. Far, I mean, how how high up in the air are you? Five feet, maybe? Um, about yeah, a little bit more than five feet. Especially if you're getting tossed or your head goes back or something like that. Yeah, she kind of like I don't know. I was, I'd just gotten on her and like a tree hit her like barely, and she just like jumped and bucked and left me in the air and I fell on my side. So a little skittish, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um. So when you talk like in your talking um, when you were uh, the sport of it, you're talking about um like equestrian like jumping, horse jumping. Not just horse jumping. Um, there's like a a lot of things get, that can fall under that. Like when I went to college, um, I did Western Pleasure. Okay. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. I'm but not, basically, no. um, is that lasso? No. Okay. <laughs> basically, there's Western English, which is the two different styles of riding. Okay. Um, English is what you're you're thinking of is jumping and stuff like that. Okay. That's not the only thing that they do, but Western is more of like what you see in like the movies and stuff with the different type of saddle and more like the cowboy side, I guess. So kind of um, like more of like show, like or how they gallop or how they run. Basically, or? yeah, you go into a ring and there's a judge and they judge on how well you can control the horse and what you look like and how okay. like put together you are and how like I guess good of a rider. Um, but in college, it's a little bit different because you go to the school and it's some random horse that you've never met before. So it's kind of like a test of like your ability. Um, but in this oh. area, like say if you go to like the fair, you're going with your own horse. So. It's a little bit different. So the actual sport is like we're just putting you on this random horse and seeing if you can you get the technique to train That's that like horse. That's like the show part of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's a big variable there then. Right? Yeah. Because it's, <laughs> it's, it's not the horse you know personally. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely, it tests your, your skill. <laughs> do people still ride side saddle? Uh, not really. It's not common at okay. all. No. It always seems like a weird thing. Like I'd be nervous, like ride. It's easy to get off, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dismount, but like if you're going backwards and like your legs are off on one side, like I think that'd be kind of like. You get a little disoriented. I don't know. I've never, yeah. I've never rode like again. When I say rode a horse, I think like maybe at the fair, like hopped up and like someone like walked. Maybe it was a pony. Walked <laughs> him around and like you're just sitting up. It was like a little kid. Yeah. So I've never actually rode a horse. I know people that do it though, and they love it. So it's, it's like anything else. It's just one of those. Um, it just sticks out to people. But again, it, it's not super common. There's like there's you know certain things that people just. I think when like I've been to the fair before and they were doing. Um, like things with cows too, horses and cows, but it's like the yeah. 4-H, but you like, there's, it's a very, it's pretty cool to watch because it's pretty competitive. Like it is very competitive. Yeah. I never really it's, got into the cow side of it. Um, but yeah, I was involved in 4-H when I was younger, so I saw yeah. all of that, but yeah, I mean, it's just, I didn't, I grew up near the minor farm in Jay-Z, like we'd go visit, okay, but cool. I, I was not part of, uh, you know, really any kind of farm life, but when you see just like what people can do, and especially a lot of them are young kids and they're able to handle these big animals. And mm -hmm. it's like, it's pretty impressive. I'd be scared. I wouldn't be like, eh, I'm not, I'll, I'll let like little, little Jimmy do it. But, um, you know, I think, I think it's cool. So, um, 
so what were you, what was like, what do you like to do besides coffee? You said pho- photography. Um, yeah, yeah. Is, um, I've kind of always horses, but yeah, horses, animals. I have dogs, cats, all that good stuff. Um, I definitely like to travel, um, hike, stuff like that. I like to run, work out. What, where's your favorite place to travel? Um, south for sure. <laughs> just because the just the weather. <laughs> I like warmer weather. Yeah. Okay. Which is good. Now you got to get away, right, with the with the mobile coffee bar <laughs> if you need to. Um, where do you go hiking normally? Just locally, get the forty. Locally, yeah. The peaks around here. The peaks would be like that's definitely like a life goal. That'd be really cool to to accomplish all the forty six of them. Have you you've done some of them? I've done, I think maybe two. It's not been like a goal that I've like been working on. Um, I actually, unfortunately, two years, maybe going on three years, I hurt my back, so. After that, I kind of have been able to like, I've had to lay back on like physical activity and stuff. Um, so yeah, they ended up finding out that I herniated two of my discs like lower. Oh, so okay. that actually had a huge factor of like when I could start my business. So does that affect you standing every day? It did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have mats in there? I do. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That makes a huge difference. Like I'm, it does I'm like an old man, but I have like a nice cushy mat when I wash dishes. Yeah. No mats like, and like the right shoes, um, definitely mm-hmm. help a lot, but. And again, this might be because I'm a little bit older now, but like I get home and I have to like put my, sounds so, like even saying it makes me sound old, but like <laughs> I get in, I have to put slippers on like at the house. Like, I'll be sitting there and tell my wife, I'm like my heels and like the backside of like the foot up the calf and stuff is killing me. Oh, now, no. I don't know if this is like at a roll and like a lacrosse ball on my foot, but it just feels like this pressure on the back of my heel it's either i have like no more like padding on my heel or something's happening we're just like maybe hurts. it's like plantar fasciitis or something i well i've been working out much so i, <laughs> I don't know if it, i can't say it's that but it's 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 to the point where i'm like i have to put like i have to put my slippers on now like just to, like walk around the house i feel like such an old man but um i used to get shin splints really bad those were terrible from standing? no not from standing for when i was in high school from running oh that yeah. was those hurt so bad and they don't I, go away I, I had them a little bit from soccer, but not, not to the extent that runners have them. Like yeah. I've seen people that are like came and walk with them. Yeah. Yeah. They're really bad. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, what is, do you know what causes that? Is that just like the, like the bone kind of chipping or, um, I think it's bruises actually. I'm not completely positive though. Hmm. Yeah. It, it sucks either way. It hurts. But, um, uh, now, so you did track, you said yep. any other sports in high school? Um, I just, I did soccer actually until 10th grade. Um, and okay. then I found outdoor and indoor track, which then, then I just committed to that. And that was a lot of fun. Well, uh, not cross country or just track. I did cross country for one year. Um, wasn't really my thing. I love lo- running long distance, but the race is just, I just didn't like it. <laughs> so what was your, uh, what was your distance? Um, like time wise or, or, or like what events did you in for, uh, oh, for track, and track, track and field, um, 400, um, 600 indoor four by four and four by eight were like my, my main things so more like by eight mid distance yeah yeah it was a lot of fun um pretty sure my senior year um when we went to states we actually beat we made like a record for like section seven so that was really cool is verky your coach uh mr m matt oh matt Matt medeiros and and mr m his dad yeah okay verky was um the boys side of it oh gotcha gotcha okay no i know matt too Yeah. yeah matt's so matt he was, he was, he's a good runner. He is. Yeah. So he, I saw him and he's like, yeah, I'm getting ready to go do this race. And, uh, it's like, Oh, I said, what are you trying to hold? <laughs> I forgot the number he said. I, I'd probably get it wrong. It's, it was like, I want to say low fives, maybe five mm-hmm. minute mile for like, I don't know if it was a half. He runs a lot. So it was impressive to the point where he's, and I'm like, that's insane. 
Whatever his mile time that he was holding was faster by a substantial amount of time than my best than mile, one mile ever run in my life. <laughs> so I think, like, yeah, it was just one of those things. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And he kind of laughed. He goes, well, it's what I do. But he's, he is a very good runner. And it's, it's just amazing uh, when you see that. One, the technique, but two, it's like you just have to have that, like, the muscle stamina, the lung stamina, like, mm-hmm. you gotta be able to have, like, kind of that cadence and the pattern. And there's a science, it's like, you think running, it's like, okay, just go faster than like a jog or a walk. <laughs> but like at the end of the day, it's like, no, there's a lot of science and like, yeah, was it like, um, heel strikes and pulling. And, uh, I mean, there's definitely a technique to it that people are way smarter than more, more, uh, than <laughs> I would know. Just like, yeah, like again, it, but it, it's impressive when people can run really, really fast. So, um, so Becky, what do you think is the, what's the most fun and what's the most difficult part of your company? Um, most fun probably is just meeting new people every day. Um, especially in the beginning, it was all new, but now I've gotten like, I've gotten to actually like know my customers, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Um, cause like I said, a lot of them come every day. So it's like when you see someone every day for five minutes, then you kind of get to know them. Um, I would say the, yeah, that's my favorite part. And social media is also one of my favorite parts. Um, least favorite part probably all the work that comes after I close <laughs> just the cleanup and making sure everything is stocked for the next day it can be tedious yeah um but yeah it's uh well actually what is the hardest thing you think you had to learn to get in the business um I learned a lot about consistency I would say um that was kind of a hard thing because consistency in what like everything (laughs) I would like social media answering messages answering phone calls emails um consistently with social media like it just applies to I think everything um do you get get a lot of people that call you about it um yeah I mean I guess more so like Facebook messages um just keeping up with all those like where are you this day I mean a lot of people even though I post on social media they still message me which is fine um but yeah I like to answer everybody <laughs> or just uh, like inquiries about events like hey come here or we're doing this event on this month or whatever um so yeah it can kind of be a lot how many uh how many requests do you get for people like are you turning people away and just like i just can't make it there some of them like if someone asked me to come um somewhere in plattsburgh that's really not convenient like mm-hmm. it's kind of going to be out of the way and i can tell that it's not going to be a good spot for people to come then yeah i will say no um, unless it's for like one of the sponsorship days, then it's more of like a guarantee that I'm going to get business. You know what I mean? Cause if someone hears free coffee, they're going to come kind of, so what, uh, no, it's just true. Yeah. What, um, like I know at one point you were at like, uh, the oval for the soccer camp and, and like there's, so do you kind of keep up on where you think big crowds are going to be? Is that fit into your scheduling um, or like for, mayor's cup for the or? most part? Yeah. Like this past year, obviously it was my first year open. So it was kind of just trial and error every time I went to a place. Um, but for this year, like I know I've been to the Mayor's Cup, I've been to the Battle of Plattsburgh, um, the 4th of July event, so I kind of know if I'll go back to these spots for this coming year. Um, and people, like the Battle of Plattsburgh already reached out and told me, like, save the date or whatever. So yeah. people are kind of nice and they, like, remind me of all the dates that are happening in Plattsburgh, so. We, we were, well, two things. The, uh, you probably have to, we have to ask them, but um, the Chamber of Commerce does the big, like, their big, um, career or I say career fair job fair um business expo I don't even think of the right right word business expo I think at the field house okay um and there's a ton of people that go to that where that might be a cool one to stay like be outside I don't know what they do with the coffee if there's coffee inside or not but that might be that might be a kind of a cool thing kind of yeah. like a I'm sure you get a lot of people just like park at the field house and let people go in and out um 
Yeah, I think um, what what's kind of the what's the most unique location you've been to? Um, you did a wedding, right? Yeah, I've done two weddings actually. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, unique? I don't know about unique. How how? Because mostly I'm just in Plattsburgh, <laughs> so. <laughs> like, like that, I mean, like uh, whether it's companies or locations or maybe. It, certain events or anything that people put on that was like just different that you're like oh that was kind of a weird thing that we did or they did not really not no. yet no okay that's... i don't think nothing anything that's coming to the top of my head uh what's the farthest you've ever gone um i went up to shazy one time or sorry yeah the shazy boat launch that was probably the so that's not the shazy school oh, but the boat, boat launch, launch. Okay, i yeah. went for like a uh an event that that was happening that didn't go as well as planned but it's okay i tried it out and that was like in the beginning when i was first opening so i really didn't know how i was gonna go um but that was about a 50 minute drive i think from my house so that was kind of far oh that's right yeah i think it was about 50 minutes i was thinking especially with my trailer yeah like she's not that far i'm like yeah because well now i live more towards where you live now Mm -hmm. area wise so then like my head though i'm like still i'm like that like the saranac's still far away Mm -hmm. But I'm like, no, it's not because yeah. I live there now. Like back when I was like in, from Shay's I was like, yeah, this is a hike to get to Saranac. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is funny because like now my kids will go to Saranac and I always just thought it was like the middle of nowhere. Yeah. That's um, where I went to high school. Yeah. So. It's just, it's, and it's really not. It's just like, <laughs> it's just, like where you put the perspective of like for you, right. just like, and it's always where I went to school. Um, yeah. Which, which is fun. So um, now what is the thing that you're most excited for? Or actually, when do you open back up? Um, my plan is second week of April. Um there's some things that okay. kind of depend on that equipment wise I'm waiting for a few parts to come in. So depending on what happens is, with that might be third week, but definitely by the third week of April is the second one going to be up and running then. Uh, no, unfortunately. So I, I wish that was kind of my, my plan during okay. my time off was to really have it ready and even open with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but things kind of just didn't go as planned. So my goal for that one would be this, like at most middle of the summer. Just let it roll a little so. bit. I mean, just let it roll off, just kind of go with the flow? Yeah, kind of. It's, there's still a lot of planning that needs to be done, even though I've done a lot of work on it, but it's still in the process. <laughs> um, so what else did you do over the three months regarding, like, planning of the business? Is there um, different, off- like, different maybe coffee offerings? Is there, diff- like, anything else that you, you came up with? Some merchandise? Um, last, that was the end of last year. Yeah, that was the end. So I have still have the mugs and the T-shirts. Um, Probably working on working with somebody else that's more local for supplying those types of things. Um, I have some inquiries from some people. But other than that, I would say mostly just business-wise, I've just been working on, like, the next build um, and getting together, like, employee handbook, all that stuff, because I know I'm going to be hiring people. So, um, yeah, that's kind of been it. <laughs> um, that That's oh, – uh, yeah, I was going to say, when you start diving into, like, all the other stuff that's not what you – like, is there stuff that you've gotten into that you didn't expect you'd ever have to learn about, but then you got thrust into a business and you're like, oh, I got to learn how to do this now? Uh, yeah, definitely the employee handbook okay. thing has been like, what? I didn't really know I needed this, but it makes sense. And like yeah. systemizing everything I do. So it's going to be much easier to like train somebody. And you know what I mean? If I expect to have another one after this, it's just going to be easier to have everything written down. And, and all like the legal part of that too, having to include all of like federal like things you have to put yeah, in there and yeah. and the state thing so that's been a lot of research but not hard but it's just kind of was tedious but <laughs> yeah you gotta learn it and yeah um yeah I, th- well, I also think like you said the marketing but i think um whether it's accounting taxes like we start dealing with that stuff and you're like yeah well, that's been a, 
a trial too, but not as much because I just send everything to my accountant. But yeah, still at first I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's but it's like a learning curve. It's just like those weird things. You're like, okay, coffee. I'm gonna like have a, you know, I'm gonna make, you know, I'm gonna have coffee. I'm gonna make coffee. I'm gonna serve coffee, and then it ends up being yeah. like this whole other world that you're, you know, the job list gets very. Um, uh, very large very quickly it does yeah um but it, it's like i said it's fun and i think um what's the thing that you think you've learned the most since starting um probably just back to like the consistency thing of how important it is um in all aspects <laughs> um because if you don't do little things over time things are just going to build up and it's not going to go well <laughs> do, do you uh do you find that you have more confidence in yourself um yeah i would say so like in your work but then also knowledge of just kind of the industry and knowledge of the industry for sure um and just being able like something like this i probably would not have considered before i started my business <laughs> like being on podcast or i went to oh yeah, yeah. Uh, i went to the um clinton community college and i did like a little speech there which i probably wouldn't have done before i like you know what i mean i'd yeah. had the confidence to do it because i knew it was something that i love to do and um it's basically just talking about what i do so Made it a little bit easier. That's what I was telling you. I was asking you to do this. I'm like, it's fine. You just got to talk about yourself. Like, you're fine. And, and I said, nobody knows you better than you. So you you will be the most prep person to talk about Becky. So, um, no, I, th- I, th- I think that's uh, that's cool. It's like I remember being you know younger and starting out, and I was like when I get like I think of myself at your age and compare myself to you, like you're so far ahead of me. It's not even close to the point where I've been like probably scared to even talk to you. But like, oh my god, this girl is. Like, <laughs> She's intimidating. She knows all this stuff. And I don't the, know all that much. <laughs> well, but, but like, but the thing is like, but you, I mean, you know more than you, th- I think you give yourself credit for, but like, I remember starting out and I was like, I was so like, I had no clue what was going on. I was so nervous. I was like so stiff. Cause like, I, I'm like, I, I can't screw up. I mean like in this like professional arena, like I used to serve ice cream. Now I'm doing this. And I remember, um, I just felt nervous and like, I, I mm-hmm. just never really put myself out there and learned. And like I said, confidence wise, like I wasn't, um, you know, doing speeches at co- colleges or anything like that. Like nobody was asking me to go do anything. And it was like for you to have, um, like I said, kind of the, 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 the rise that you had so quickly, I think is really cool. Cause it, again, it's, it's kind of forcing you into this second phase of a, all re- like a very young business, but like, but what, a little over a year and a half now or about yeah. a year and a half. Yep. And like, you're, you're already like, okay, how are we going to make this bigger expand? And so it's, it's kind of cool yeah. to see that build out in, you know, less than two years, really. Yeah, definitely been very blessed. Um, like I said in the beginning, I didn't know I was going to be this <laughs> be this popular. So yeah, I'm really happy about it. Is is it exciting now as it was back then, or even more so? Um, I would say kind of the excitement is a little bit more so now that I'm starting another one. It's kind mm-hmm. of back to like the beginning stages. So um, it's a lot of work, but it's also like the other, like an unknown, I guess, another risk that I'm taking. I guess like starting a new trailer at a new location, possibly. So do you like taking risks? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Some people are like, so they like won't do anything because they're scared of like failure or whatever. Like, no. are, were you ever scared of failing? No, not really. Because I knew if it didn't work here, then I could go somewhere else and try it. <laughs> <laughs> so not just get out of the industry, but just try change location. Yeah. Okay. Go to someplace warmer and just fry or fry up, serve up the cold. Because I know people are, are successful. Like people are have mobile coffee shops in the South, which are much more popular there. So I was yeah. like, well, it's got to work out somewhere. So how, well... Have you ever gone through the, well, you started in November, so you went through the winter. I did, like yeah. Like January, February of the first year? Yep. And it was rough. Okay. So that yep. was why you took the break? Yep. 
<laughs> I, I also think taking the break right before Christmas and it does give you that nice like little pause where it's like it's one it's cold but yeah. two it's like you don't have to worry about getting up in the cold and dark and everything else definitely yeah it makes a difference when it's dark in the morning um it's nice when it's the time of the year where I don't have to set up in the pitch dark um well, gonna, well that we just talked about before we came on daylight savings but I think daylight savings now would it make if they kept it the same way so we really don't know I think I don't know if it's the senate or the or the um uh, Congress, Congress, the Senate, legislator. Got it. I feel I, one like, of them. I'm like failing high high school U.S. history right now. Rob was actually my teacher, so <laughs> he's not going to like to hear that. But um, so, so the the Senate and the House of Representatives. That's where I was going with that. I, one of them, I think, passed to get rid of daylight savings. I think the others have the other uh, House has to do or the other branch has to do it. Um, so. If that gets rid of it, though, I think the morning actually is darker, but the afternoon is lighter if they keep it the way it is. Which is, is why, why like, right now, I don't know what time it is, but, it's, you know, it's going to be... Yeah, 3.30. Oh, it's not too bad. So, uh, But it's going to be, like, 6.37 before it gets dark, which is awesome. But then in the morning, it's usually a little darker. It probably doesn't get light yeah, until be 7 weird. or 7. I mean, I like the I like the evenings. Like, the morning... The morning's nice to wake up for you. Like, obviously, you'd want yeah. it like, not pitch black. But I do think that it extends out for more people today in the... At, or in the evening than it would in the morning. True, yeah. I mean, ideally, we'd like sun all the time. <laughs> so when you go, what is it? Um, is it Alaska where it's like sun like 24-7 or something at certain parts at certain of the year? At certain parts of the year, yeah, which, which is, is crazy. Which I think would be trippy at like 2 in the morning or 3 in the morning. It's like this out. I know. Which I, I don't know if like people just stay up because a lot of it's based on sunlight, how you sleep. Yeah. I'm, I don't know anyone that lives there, but that's what I've heard. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've never been to Alaska. And I, I don't know if they do the daylight savings times, but... Um, I know mobile coffee shops are very popular there. In Alaska? Fun fact, yeah. Like, really? everyone tells me that. <laughs> what? So, where's... Yeah, so where, where are they most popular, you think? Do you, Have you done um, research on that? I haven't, no. Um, what's the most popular city? I can't remember the name of popular it Popular city? Pop, the most popular city in Alaska. Oh, uh, Juneau? No. Anchorage? Anchorage, yeah. Okay. I think that's where somebody said that a lot of them are, especially during, like, tourist season. Huh. Is there, well, you said in the South, but do they serve cold well, coffee or is it always hot coffee? I would guess in Alaska, like their hot coffee sales are much higher. But, but um, in the South though. Oh. Like if you're, like you said, the South has a lot of mobile coffee shops. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like, are you talking about South? Is that Virginia or South, South Lake? Both. I would say like Virginia down. Um, I've seen a lot of mobile coffee shops. Do you like drinking hot coffee when it's hot out? Um, only in the morning. Okay. Yeah. I, I actually get dehydrated quick and I get headaches. Really? So sometimes when it's really hot, I, if I'm inside and like the te- it's like a temperature controlled place, I'll definitely get coffee. But if I'm outside and I know I'm going to be outside, I don't really want hot coffee. Like I'm always going to get cold coffee. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know what it is. Like if you go for a walk or if you go to like a game or a park or something with the kids or like I remember even just like sitting out on the deck, um, went to a friend's place for um, – Fourth of July, and I remember just like sitting on the deck drinking hot coffee, and like I have drink one cup, and my head would be spinning because it, oh, like, yeah. it's just hot, and it's it's hot, and it's hot outside, and I don't I don't know what it is. It, I don't know. It just doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. It's like that's why I'm always cold coffee. So yeah. Like, no, I can only do hot you, coffee like in the morning early if it's not hot. Um, but like right but now, then, could you drink hot coffee? No, I mean, if it was a summer, if it was no, summer, no, no, winter. Like right, oh, winter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can have a uh, hot coffee in the winter. So yeah. you're temperature dependent too. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, no, that's fine. <laughs> that, no, that's fine because some people like just like iced coffee. Oh, I know. Yeah, like I have winter, some customers like, oh. are ice all the time or hot all the time. Yeah, I do. You what do you make more of, hot or ice? Um, it really depends. Obviously, in the summer, ice sales are through the roof, um, and okay. in the winter, they come back to hot. 
is ice does ice coffee take taste takes more coffee beans right because it gets diluted by the ice or do you do coffee flavored ice um i don't do coffee flavored ice but that was actually something i was gonna do before i opened i was like that'd be a really cool idea because i've been to a coffee shop that does that mm-hmm. and obviously it doesn't get diluted with the water and the ice uh, but i just realized how much work that would be <laughs> so unfortunately i can't do that but um i was actually talking about ice lattes are, are the most popular um so that tastes it takes espresso so how long does it take you to make one ice latte um uh ice is a little bit quicker than hot because you don't have to steam the milk okay um so it's kind of a bit of a quicker process because you just have to pull the shot and then fill up the cup with milk um but i think it's like an average of two minutes per drink for, for sometimes ice, for a little ice bit latte? less uh, overall like i don't know ice, oh. ice is a little bit less so maybe a minute and a half or a minute okay um but yeah it takes 30 seconds to pull the shot and then probably another 30 seconds before that to do the whole grind the beans tamp it and all that stuff so when okay so when you put ice in the coffee mug or yes in the coffee plastic coffee cup mm-hmm. whatever um the actual coffee you pour over it is that already cold or is that hot um, so usually for an iced latte, I fill up the um, ice first, obviously, and then the milk, and then I put the espresso on top of the cold milk with the ice. So it's not just like immediately melting the the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a hot espresso. Yeah, think. it's very hot. Yeah. Okay. And then, and that dilutes it quick enough that it's, because when you hand it out to ice. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely, it doesn't, I mean, it's only two ounces about, so it's not going to like affect the whole drink. So it much. doesn't really affect the, the amount of beans you need. Because like we said about cold brew, you have to have a, a greater ratio because it just kind of like steeps in the in the water. Right. Um, but that's not the case with iced coffee. You can pretty much regular coffee over ice and you're good to go. Um, yeah, for my iced coffee, like so iced lattes and iced coffees are, are, okay. are, Do, are different. But yeah, latte but yeah I know coffee. what you mean. Um, so like, yeah, with the latte, my espresso is strong enough that I don't have to like change the ratio for iced or anything like that. Okay. Um, and then for iced coffee, I mean, people usually drink that quick, quick enough. So it's not like their ice is necessarily melting. Um, but I have a good ratio. I usually just use actually my drip coffee ratio. So one to 16, um, that I use for my normal hot coffee. And that's also used for the iced coffee as well. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So not too bad then. No. It doesn't affect, it doesn't affect the amount. Like, um, how much is, this is actually a question that I'm very curious. These, the beans you use for espresso, are those special beans? Um, yeah. Yep. Lakeside has like a, a espresso blend that they make. And I use the, the same that they do. Do you know what the difference is between the two? Um, especially usually just darker. Um, okay. It tends to be roasted more. So I right, right now I don't remember like the blend of it. I think it's Ethiopian and another two beans um, that they have in their espresso blend. What's the ratio for an espresso? Water to uh, one to two. Well, that's all it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's very. Yeah, it's very nice. concentrated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when you do and it- some people do it differently. Some people kind of do one to three or one to four but i've found that definitely on the stronger end it's a little bit better and when you tamp the uh, espresso do you tamp it pretty hard so it's like almost like concrete um or do you kind of keep it some semi loose they say like in general like a rule of thumb would be like 30 pounds of pressure um i've never actually like waited to see how much <laughs> i put down yeah. but <laughs> once you like get the technique down you it, you don't really think about it it's just the feeling that you know that that's how much it is okay. but yeah it's not not as hard as you would probably think but so Becky, you're gonna you're gonna be like, I can't believe you did this, but <laughs> so I had I had an espresso. Um, like I told you, I had this little like Delonghi. Is that it? The brand Delonghi. Uh, yeah, I think so. Delonghi um, espresso. A friend of mine gave it to me, which is very nice of him. So, but I ended up getting this thing, and I don't know what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> so, I I don't I 
I tried to watch the tutorial video one time and I just got sidetracked and never actually learned it, but I can make espresso out of it, but it doesn't, it's one of those things like the water just keeps running. So I have to like actively shut it off. Is that normal on espresso? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. So I'm going to be screwing this up, but I ended up, I do weigh it. So I put the little, I put my scale underneath and I weigh the amount and try okay. to get decent. So the first time I was like, I'm going to do a latte. I just be cool and got my milk. I'm going to steam it. So I figured out how to use the <laughs> steamer and you know what I did? I never put the piece into the actual milk. Oh, so it just like screamed at it or it just really steamed. It went everywhere. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you're supposed to like put it in and it's supposed to be like dipped in the milk. So you spray it, right? Yeah. And I'm like, why would I stick it in the milk? That seems weird. So oh, I literally no. just thought it would like spray into the milk and all of a sudden it went all over. I was like, That's such an idiot. Mistakes like, were made. Oh yeah. So again, that was, I think my first attempt at it. And then, um, a girl that works here used to be a barista and she told me, she goes, Wait, you did what? Goes, no, that goes in the cup. I'm like, I'm like, God, that's that's how you do it. So naturally, my first attempt, my first and only attempt, I think, at making anything steam was an absolute train wreck. So you gotta try it again. It, yeah, I, I have to get better. I was like, it, it's like scarred me for life now. That's why I see you, and I'm like, you just I'll go there, you make something cool. I'm making milk splatters all over my house, and you can come in one time and try to make your own latte. Oh God. <laughs> Maybe yeah, it'd be, that'd be that'd be actually fun. I'd like go in and tutorial it, with Galen. Yeah, you'll be like, hey, listen, make, wait before we do it. Put this in, hold it, <laughs> okay, and go. Um, how much when you steam again? When you steam milk, yep. you're putting in it's hot steam or hot water, right? That comes yeah. or steam steam yeah. steam that comes out into the Very milk. Very hot. <laughs> how long do you keep it in the milk for typically? Um, so I like to use like a, a thermometer at all times, just okay. so it's like very consistent and nothing really changes um yeah. some people like to just go by the feel of the the pitcher when if it's like hot if it's like too hot to touch that's the rule that you just take it off and that's it but oh. i go to 140 degrees um and then i actually stop at 135 and it always goes up a little bit more kind so like it's steak just cooks stays a at, yeah it stays at 140 and that's like the general good temperature that you want it to be at um okay. i can't remember like how many seconds that takes but pretty quick though yeah yeah it's like not especially less than 10 seconds or something yeah it depends on your machine too like more um, powerful machines will do it quicker, but yeah. So mine's probably like triple or very quadruple slow. Worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I felt like it was much longer than ten seconds. So I was trying to do it. <laughs> probably like fifty. Because I ended up like doing it, and I, then I put it in the second time to do it, and then by that time it was like all over the place, and I just had lost my like, I just lost the excitement. I'm like, I'm just making drip. Um, so when it also when it comes to social media, question I had for you was, um, you have some cool videos. Are you? Is that something you do? Do you have someone that does videos? Um, you mean like the reels that? I've been yeah, there's like, some really like cool, like artistic looking stuff. Yeah, which elevates again. When I talk about like the the aesthetic part of it, not just the trailer, but the coffee is like has a nice aesthetic um, look to it. It's consistent and it really kind of vibes off the brand, like with the logo, with the font, with everything else. Um, but the videos kind of tie it all in. You got like drone work of a truck going. Yeah, that's actually from my boyfriend. So he's okay. really good at videos and um, photography and stuff. So nice. when he came to visit um, in the summer, he's like, "Hey, you should start doing reels." So um, I had him take some drone footage down the road, um, okay. like where I live. And that kind of really um, sparked the, the real thing that I started doing. So yeah. that was a lot of fun. <laughs> no, it looks really cool. And there's some cool ones you do, like pouring the coffee and like, yeah. you know, kind of the quick cuts and things like that. So yeah, he's helped me a lot with that. So that, that, well, I mean, it's like I said, you, you learn it, but it adds that level of professionalism that, you know, when you see it, like most places just like take a picture of a coffee mug and put it there and you have all these kind of cool things. Like video is such a cool, yeah. especially when you do it well and it's like artistic. And, and it's really fun too. Yeah. Well, that's the creative aspect. So it's like, it doesn't, and that's the heart. Well, I guess it depends if you just work like 12, 13 hours and you get home and like, I got to make reels, but sometimes it keeps, yeah, it, that... <laughs> it keeps it fun. Like, 
or yeah. day off or just like horsing around and be like, oh, I'll just try this out. I so. try to keep the like production or like if I do take the videos, because some of the videos I've taken, most of them, he's the one, he's taken all the drone okay. footage and stuff like that. Um, but then after he wasn't there, I was like, okay, I'll make them myself. So, but I do like to do that on my days that I'm either closed or I have done some days where I get home and I start everything up again because I really <laughs> want to like feature a new drink that I'm bringing out like yeah. the next day. Um, but that's something for this year. I definitely want to have more of a schedule where I make all my videos maybe in one day. So I have them all like just Batch there for me to use. Yeah. Um, but it does become a lot of work. <laughs> the, uh, well, I think it was the one that you had on like the porch railing or something. It was like being filled up with, like you kept filling it up. Yeah. Uh, that um, one, yeah. Yeah. That I think was the first one I saw. I'm like, this is awesome. Like where the heck did you make this? <laughs> but, um, yeah, when you start going, like I've always, I, I found with, um, when you bat batch, uh, content or, um, like on my phone, I always have, um, this like I basically call it just Instagram like what do you call it Instagram stock folder, so okay. I'll just add photos to it and I'll drip them out like throughout the year because okay. the thing is like even even the coffee that you did I have photos in there that I probably have never put out mm -hmm. that I can easily re put out and just turn it into another piece of content yeah so it's like the idea of not trying to overthink and overcreate stuff and just kind of leave it as you know where we kind of talked about like squeezing the lemon or kind of getting the, or leveraging the most event yeah an event. Um, so I think that's kind of like, that's always something I focus on. But like I said, when you batch it, just smart, you're already in that zone. You're already in that mindset. It's like, yeah. you just rattle off like 10 posts and then whether you do one, one a day, you're like, great, two weeks, <laughs> breathing room. So yeah. And photography is also really important too, because I would say I want to try to post one picture every day just to like in the morning. So if it's there in people's newsfeed of my, my location mm -hmm. and specials and stuff like that. Um, so it's been really good because before I, I think it was a month after I opened, I had a photographer come out and take a whole bunch of pictures of my trailer and me making drinks. Um, you've probably seen a lot of them like on yep. my Instagram. So that's been just like a folder that I can go to and pick which one I want to use. Um, so that's been kind of cool. Are you like a Canva ninja? <laughs> you already make all your stuff, Canva? No, I actually don't use Canva that much. Oh, I really? use okay. Um, Unfold. Okay. That's where like the white background comes from. Yep, with um, the times and all that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think say, I used Canva once, maybe for like a Merry Christmas when I first opened, but okay, um, yeah. <laughs> but so with the video that we not video, the post that we did when you sent me over the logo with it through Canva, I took like yeah. the, I took the that image of really yours, good. and so I don't know, I don't want to take credit. I might have outsourced that to a friend, <laughs> but either case, it looked cool. It was done, yeah, it I knew looked it was really done good. on Canva. So, um, but a lot of it too is when you start, it's kind of cool that like sites like that can. They're fairly easy to use, like the one you use, and like, but you can turn it into something cool. Yeah. And there's a lot of, a lot of times you're just taking a candid photo of something and mm -hmm. you roll with it. Like I said, it's what you have. So you got a phone, and the phones today are so are so good. But um, no, when you take photography, is it just like nature photography, portraits, scenes? Like I don't really like do it for like I guess not that like seriously. I just something that I like to do mostly just on my phone. So of anything. <laughs> okay, that was fine. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, I, I have a lot of like random, like up there, I have a ton of stuff in boxes and I have cameras and it's fun. Yeah. I think if I didn't have, if I didn't have uh, young kids and job and I could just like go out and like, what's something fun that you do and play around and do, I'd probably do video, like yeah. cut little videos up or doing like photography. It's, it's, there's an artistic side to it, but even like editing's fun because it's just like it is, creating. Yeah. It's almost like pick or it's like drawing a picture or, or uh, you know, if you go on like Lightroom or something on Adobe. That's what start, I was going to say. That's what I mainly use. Oh, Lightroom? Yeah. Um, it, that's another thing. It's almost overwhelming where I get lazy and I basically just do the filters that you could probably do on Instagram. But you can do like <laughs> color grading and you can do a lot of really cool, um, 
you know, different effects and different lighting and different ways that you can have like exposure and mm-hmm. uh, we start learning the effects of camera and especially light mm-hmm. like bouncing light off stuff like I, I always thought like oh like I want to take like a picture of you therefore I'm shining the light right at you I'm like well no you bounce it off so it's a little softer on the face versus like you get these like weird shadows right. and these angles so um, it's there's the science of it it's really cool yeah um, there's one guy I know that's a really it's been on the podcast before but um, I don't know if he consider himself a professional photographer but I think he could consider himself a professional photographer and same thing he starts talking about all the scientific stuff and he does he does everything. They kind of know who you're talking about. <laughs> oh, the photographer? He yeah. does it um, not using auto. So he does it manually. So like testing all the main. And like, you, start to, you start to see like how they can really affect everything with the. I'm, I'm an auto guy. I'm like, dude, just like boom, boom, boom. Like make it simple on me. But when they really get like the apertures and the frames per second and um, mm-hmm. the exposure and the lens. When you start getting the lenses, like how expensive and how like technical those things are. Yeah. For sure. I started talking like BBG and like they're like, oh, we're buying this lens and it's this much. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like what's this, this thing better like? Yeah, like I don't know. I this know. thing better take a photo of, of like the moon crater, or <laughs> Mars crater, or something. It's but it, it's pretty cool. Um, so Becky, what it, what is um, what is your thing you're looking mo- most forward to next year? Next year, definitely the new trailer and how that's all going to work out. Um, if I do end up. Um, have any employees run this one, then maybe I can take the one that I have now and focus on weddings and stuff like that. So I'm really okay. excited for that part. Um, yeah, I just, everything is kind of up in the air. Like I don't know how to manage two trailers and I don't really know how to do the whole employee thing as much as I, you know what I mean? So I don't really have well, much experience. So I'm excited to learn and well, to see how it goes. Oh, that's good. I mean, it's cool that you're taking that step, in, but, yeah. um, and you'll be fine. You'll, you'll figure it out. But the, uh, and then going beyond that, is there anything else that, you're able to share again. Don't give away secrets. I'm <laughs> pressure into that, but like anything um, that you think you could roll out this year, or is there anything plan-wise in the future that you really would like to get into? Um, like we, t- we mentioned, like the storefront, but you have merchandise now. Like whether it's, um, I don't know. Is there anything else that you think you could do that would add to the, I guess the uh, the, the experience of High Peaks Brew or anything, or just from a company standpoint? Um. I would say like I'm probably going to get more merchandise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing that I've thought about doing, I don't know about for this year, maybe the next coming year, um, is to instead of like bouncing around at many locations every week, is to maybe find like a more consistent spot where I'm there for four days straight. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and to see how that works. Right now, my business model is kind of like I travel around and people are like, where is she? And they find me. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that, but I think it might work out as well if I'm at a very consistent spot and people know where to find me every day. Um, that's kind of a thought that I had maybe for this coming year with the new trailer. Um, but I do, like I said, I like the part of like changing locations every day. So, um, do you think that people, I mean, you obviously track your numbers and stuff. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, the spots that like every time I go here, I'm getting X like every time. For the most part. And what's the number you try to shoot for each day would be like a day where, where I think you would say like, okay, I hit that number. Like that was a solid, like that's, that's a solid profit margin number that mm-hmm. is in my mind when i first opened my goal was definitely 100 cups a day mm-hmm. um and that kind of just started going up because i kept getting above 100 cups so i was like well, yeah. i'll move my goal up so yeah the goal is generally 150 cups okay. um when i'm at the hospital those are definitely like really good days um i'm anywhere i can be 200 or a little bit more than 200 cups so that's always i know that's been a good day if it's like at most like 230 that's like a really really good day what how many do you think you could do in a day 
Um, the Battle of Plattsburgh, I did 300 cups, and that's been my, or 304, I think. That that's been record? That's my record. So that's how much I can do in a day, I think. <laughs> and that, that was pretty much out straight? That was, yeah. <laughs> was that two of you at the time, or just um, yourself? Yes, for half the day. So okay. most of the day, I think, actually was myself, um, if I remember correctly, so. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So 304. Yeah. We tried to put up a good fight. I think Footy got us by a couple. I think I told him we beat him just to, Oh, what, yeah. I forgot about that. What, Mike Foot. What did we get again? Uh, one more than Foot. That's all. <laughs> <One more> than- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't really know. I, I think I think he might have got us, but he... Uh, no, he's I can't a great, even remember the numbers now. He's a great dude, but I think uh, I think I just told him I got one more than him. So just, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We'll yeah, that's good. So, um, <laughs> well, Becky, we'll wrap it up there. I appreciate you coming on. Um, so, again, let people know how they can find you and roughly what date you're opening and then... Do you know where your first day is going to be? Um, I think it might be actually be at the hospital. Okay. Um, so I kind of have a tentative date set up with them the second week of um, April. Okay. So I let them know that things could change. But um, yeah, most likely we'll be at CVPH. You expecting like a big turnout that day? I really hope so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if cool. not, maybe because that, that'll might probably be on a Friday. If not, that Saturday will be very busy. Okay. Because I know more people are off from work and stuff. So. Um, and, and again, on, you're on Instagram yep. at... Instagram and Facebook at High Peaks Brew. And then and the then, new website? Yeah, highpeaksbrew.info. And that's pretty I think much that's it. Yeah, right. that's, I keep my schedule up to date every week there. So Yeah, you're, you're good at, you're very good at posting. So yeah, check her out on Instagram. If you have not seen her setup, it's it's really cool. And it's, I think it's even cool in person because you have like some cool little features like the wood, the wood counter and um, some other neat little things in there. So um, we'll wrap it up there. That is uh, Becky Hipple. This is episode. 185 of the Gil and Trombley Show, owner, operator, founder, do everythinger of High Peaks Brew. We're out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Gail and Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Gail and Trombley, on Instagram at Gail and Trombley, and on YouTube at Gail and Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.